thank you for joining me today on Hope for Heroes Texas. This is Brad Cornell, where we serve those who serve us as they carry the weight of the badge. It's going to be a long one. Another graveyard shift. Well, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another Hope for Heroes Texas podcast, The Weight of the Badge. Man, I want to thank again George Strait, Bubba Strait, and Dean Dillon for writing this song. We had this uh, video at our last year's gala, and it was unbelievable. And so we just want to thank you so much. You know, The Weight of the Badge, I just love that song, love what it means. Now, I want you to know, though, that The Weight of the Badge that I talk about with these officers and these first responders, these guys are super positive, super exciting, just unbelievable men and women. It's not that The Weight of the Badge is so heavy that they can't handle it. It's just I like to talk about the fact that when things get heavy, maybe we see The Weight of the Badge, but they have the weight a lot on them. So I just want you to know that I'm super excited today because I've got an incredible guest on. You know, this gentleman has been one of the finest officers I've ever met in the sheriff's department. He's been with the the, uh, Bernie Sheriff's Department for 15 years. He's been in law enforcement. And you watch him work. You watch him do some amazing things over at the police department or the sheriff's department, I should say. Um, When it comes to the Blue Santa, when it comes to just helping people, he's got a heart the size of Texas. And he's become just a great friend and just an awesome man of God. And he just really is one of those officers that, makes you feel better every time you're around him. So I'd like to welcome to the Hope for Heroes Way to the Badge podcast today, Lieutenant now. Yes, it was Sergeant not long ago, but now it is Lieutenant Kevin Clearder. Hello, sir. Hello. How are y'all doing? Fantastic. How are you? Doing good, sir. Thank you for having me. Oh, well, thank you for being here. My gosh, you know, you've been uh, you've been hard to run down. My gosh, I've been sitting around here for six or eight hours just waiting for you. I mean, you've got so many things. Yeah, you've got it took going. a little while. I had to write that that citation for that two-tone truck out front. Uh, that was yours, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I have a Hope for Heroes sticker on it. I'll take it to the sheriff and he'll mark it off. That might be double. Be careful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, doggone it, Kevin. It's exciting to have you here today, man. And I just, you know, what we're talking about on the uh, on the the uh, Way to the Badge podcast, just like, folks, if you did, if you missed last week's, man, it was incredible. That was one heavy-duty podcast talking to, uh, oh, man, talking to Julio about the, his uh, partner that got killed, and he was shot in the face, and it was a heavy-duty podcast. And so it's just amazing what these guys do and how they, how they uh, handle what they do what they come up against and it can change in a heartbeat. And, you know, I always want to ask the officers how they were called to be and to do what they do, Kevin. Like, how was it 15 years ago, or maybe it was 20 years? How are you called to be in law enforcement? So you want the long version or the short version? Pardon me. I've been a little under the weather. So, so if I sound a little crackly, um, been a little under the weather, so we'll try to work through that. Yeah. It's okay. Uh, I want the middle version, the middle version. So, Growing up, I've got a long, long history of uh, of law enforcement in my family, going back from my great great uncle uh, to my great great grandfather, and my grandfather were all sheriffs of Kendall County or of Gillespie County, really, uh, in Fredericksburg, uh, pretty much all the 1900s. Um, my grandfather passed away the year I was born, um, so I didn't, of course, get to meet him, um, but I feel like we're best friends. Uh, growing up, I. I hear story after story after story on who my grandfather was, uh, the, the lives that he impacted. Um, and, you know, the more I reflect back on it, I don't think I've ever heard anything negative. Um, he was very well respected. You know, it was back in the days he didn't wear, he didn't wear his duty belt. Uh, yeah. his, his sidearm stayed under the seat. Um, but he, he just, he had that respect and he'd walk in and break up a bar fight and he'd, you, you, and you go to jail. 
and they went to jail. <laughs> um, he'd stop and get a cup of coffee, and you better be in that jail cell when he gets there. Um, you know, but that just that really stuck with me. And, and you know, hearing the stories of my great grandfather, uh, Smokey. You know, he chased Bonnie and Clyde through Gillespie County, supposedly would have caught him if he wouldn't have had a blowout. Um, really? You know how the good old tales go. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, and then the stories of my great, great uncle. Um, so it just always stuck heavy with me. Um, and then, of course, my dad, he, he was one. He didn't carry the footsteps. You know, he went went on and he played uh, football at North Texas with me and Joe Green. Mm-hmm. Got tired of being his tackling dummy. Uh, so he transferred to Howard Payne track scholarship. Um, you know, so growing up, I always knew it was going to be something with helping people. Um, I know that's kind of the the thing you always hear from, from first responders on why they chose the career. Um, but anywhere from helping my grandmother growing up, she, she had, uh, uh rheumatoid arthritis. Um, you know, so I just enjoyed always being around helping her with, with odd and ends around the house or what have you. Um, so I knew it was either coaching, uh, fill my dad's footsteps as a coach, uh, allowing me to reach lives, you know, mm-hmm. the young, the youth, um, and or law enforcement, uh, and then going and in, getting into college, um, uh, starting to do internships and, and you see the change and, and the atmosphere with the kids and quickly realized that, that God was telling me, you're not coaching right now. I'm calling you to law enforcement. Um, you know, fast forward into, you know, several years later, um, God opened a door for me to be an SRO, a school resource officer. And that allowed me to fill both shoes. Um, you know, I, I started planting the roots and, and filling my, my grandfather's shoes and being an SRO, it allowed me to build those relationships with, with the youth, our future. Um, and it just, gave me a, a whole different perspective uh, on law enforcement. Um, did you do a lot of ride-alongs? Did you do anything that, I mean, that made you kind of more than just because of your grandfather and, and uh, great-grandfather, but I mean, did you, what made you like want to do that? I mean, helping people, you'd be a doctor too or a nurse <laughs> or a, you know. Never really did any ride-alongs, but I just, because of the history, uh, we always had that natural connection. Yeah. Uh, whether it be in Kerrville, uh, where, where all my mom's side of the family is from, or if we were in Fredericksburg, that's where you know all my dad's side of the family's from. Um, you know, it just we, we always had that natural connection with yeah. law enforcement, um, and they were always there when when you needed them. Um, you know, and it just, I guess it came down to one, it's in my blood, but two, it wasn't a very hard decision. Yeah, that's good. Um, you know, you're called when that when it's like that. Yes, sir. Wow. So were you married when you became in law enforcement? So I started first three and a half years. I started as a detention officer in Kerr County. Um, and, you know, they didn't, they don't sponsor uh, officers to go to the academy. Um, so when I made the decision to go ahead and go to the academy uh, before finishing college, um, between that transition, I found the love of my life. Um, met her at CC's Pizza. <laughs> there you go. Um, in Kerrville? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Um, wasn't planning on it, <laughs> yeah. uh, but I was getting my meat lover's pizza, and I turned around, and she's getting the cheese pizza, and it, it was just a, 
It's cheese and meat at first sight. <laughs> cheese and meat, I like that. I might have to use that one. Um, but her, That's cool. her aunt was a, a dispatcher at Kerr County, and and it just uh, you know went from there. Oh, so she was pretty much she aunt's a dispatcher, and she's had some. Mm-hmm. So when you said this is what I'm doing, she already knew this is what you're going to do. Yeah, it took some convincing to get her phone number, but yeah, for once sure. Once I got the phone number, we we met. She came down. She was living in Centerville, and um, we went on a date. Went on another date. Uh, Thirteen days later, we're engaged, and that's all she wrote. Um, we're working on twenty years, and it's the best twenty years of my life. Ah, well, that's exciting. Um, so, kids, you, know, you have get, kids? Yes, sir. Two kids. Uh, uh-huh. Got a sixteen-year-old boy, junior at Bernie Bernie High School. Go Greyhounds! There you go. Um, and then my youngest is ten, Logan. Uh-huh. Uh, he's he's kind of become the the uh, uh, celebrity of Bernie, if you will, <laughs> yeah. uh, anywhere we go, it's not, Hey, you're, you're officer Claren,er it's, Hey, you're Logan's dad. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's a sweetheart. Know, they both are really good kids. Blessed with two, you know, beautiful wife, two wonderful kids. They're the support, my backbone. Yeah. Um, and law enforcement, the, the thin blue line, you know, whatever you want to call it, it, we couldn't do our jobs without, the support of, of our other half. Sure. Um, the superheroes. Exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, so it very, very blessed. Uh, like I said, wonderful, beautiful wife, two amazing boys. Yeah. Um, it's been a rough road. Our youngest son is diagnosed with down syndrome, uh, which is a blessing. Mm-hmm. Um, he's our angel. Yeah. And we're blessed with, uh, an amazing brother who unbeknownst to him is, is, you know, of course everybody looks up to their big brother, but yeah. they don't ever fight. It's always, he's very patient, very kind, taking the time to teach and, and, and love on him. Uh, so, so they're, uh, kind of a scary duo. <laughs> um, yeah. But, well, I had a, I have a goddaughter in Houston and, uh, She's Down syndrome, and I started a radio program in Houston or up here in San Antonio called the Miracles of Down Syndrome, and uh, they're just the sweetest, the most fantastic. It's and it's, you're the you're, your son's he's the same way. It's amazing to sit back and and watch the lives that are touched. Yes, and he doesn't even know it. No, he's just uh, being he's touching and changing lives every step. Mm-hmm. Uh, which which is why they're, they're true angels of God. Yeah. Um, I believe that, you know, if, if you step back and look at it, it, it's, it's Logan who has down syndrome. It's not down syndrome, Logan. It's, it's a diagnosis. Yes. Uh, you go into the doctor, you get diagnosed with a flu. Yeah. You get flu. It's Brad who has the flu. Yeah. Um, you know, so, so we made, made sure to not, uh, give them that, that title, yeah. if you will. And if you sit back and watch, they're the most kind, loving, people oh, yeah. that, that you can meet and they'll teach you a lot because mm-hmm. they don't, you know, they live life to the fullest. Um, yeah. You know, so it, well, you're an awesome dad and awesome, uh, very blessed. I met your wife and I know she's a sweetheart. And, and of course met your kids, um, at the, at a couple of events and at the, uh, at the citizens Academy here in Bernie. I don't know how many people have been to the citizens Academy, but if you haven't been to that, you need to go there. So being an officer here in Bernie, Texas, What's it like? Is it a what's this town like when it comes to a, a city to protect and serve? First word that comes to mind is amazing. Um, 
you know, number one is the hill country. Yeah. Uh, you know, so we, we get paid to patrol the most beautiful road. 200 square miles of gorgeous. Uh, 369, sir. Oh, wow. I would have been at 200. <laughs> Sorry. Um, 369, really? Mm-hmm. 369 square miles. Holy mackerel. I miss the other 179. Okay. I'll get on that. That's, I haven't ridden up with your guys, I guess. <laughs> you were accounting for your ranch. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Don't we wish. <laughs> uh, so, it, uh, you know, why Why did I, you know, I, I give you history on, on my family. Yeah. Um, so, the most common question I've gotten is, well, why didn't you go to Gillespie County? You know, your roots are there. Um, so, when I started my career, I, I wanted to, number one, I wanted to make sure that I... Um, carried the weight of the badge the way my grandfather, my great-grandfather, and my great-great-uncle had. Um, but I wanted to make a name for who I was and not, oh, well, yeah, you'd be who a, goes your grandfather? That's yeah, why. that's the guy from CC's Pizza. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> <laughs> so, no. you know, it, it, you know, the good Lord opened some doors and, and I landed here in, in Kendall County. Uh, and haven't really looked back since. Um, but it, it, it's helped me get to know my grandfather, my great-grandfather even more because I've met so many people um, that played baseball with them. Um, they arrested them, you know, yeah. or they ranched together or played in the Oompa band together. Uh, he pitched for the White Sox uh, two years, and I actually met his catcher. When he played for the White Sox, I met his, the, the catcher's wife. Um, you know, so it, even though I'm not in Gillespie County, I, yeah. I've continued to learn so much about my history and, and family in law enforcement. Um, you know, but aside from that, it, you know, I said I haven't looked back. It, it, it's been easy because of this benevolent community. Um, yeah. You know, it, it'd be very easy to put us as Kendall County up against any other community and we'd come up on top. Um, we're always there to help each other. Yeah. Uh, love on each other. Uh, it, it just. Well, you've got a great sheriff that's leading the pack too. I'm that's true. Saying Al that's true. is a great individual. You know, I know, and I'm, I'm sure you have it just because of the way you are, because you are fearless. Have you ever seen the weight of the badge get so heavy before that you just kind of wonder if this is really what I want to do, or you pretty much said, this is it. I'm in. No, this is it. I, yeah. I've never struggled with that decision. Yeah, um, you know, I, I I love my job. I, I look look forward to putting on the uniform every morning, um, and, and coming to work and and, yeah. and serving the community. Um, every day is different. Every day, you know, it can be a challenge if you make it a challenge, but you know, you make it fun. Yeah, it's just a good attitude. Well, that's what you've um, always had is a great attitude. That ever since I've known you, anyway. I mean, I, I, uh, I've seen you just be that, that guy that's always calming things down. And, you know, we've been a lot, a lot's been going on about mental health now and suicides, of course, are up with the police officers. It averaged 400 officers a year and 500 of their kids. And, you know, we're not far from San Antonio that's having a crime wave kind of going up. And on the mental health side of things, I know Al and the sheriff's department has been trying to deal with, uh, you know, mental stuff so what is what are you involved in that at all or you just help how do you how do you maneuver through that so us as a unit or yes as a community or as a you know a sheriff's department is there a lot of is there some kind of let's 
you know what I mean? It's just some kind of training or some kind of so I, keep I, it. I think you know we're we're blessed to to have a a leader who you know his his biggest priority is is mental health, yeah. but more importantly, the mental health of of his employees, his, sure. his deputies. Um, you know, and that's huge because it starts at the top and having that support um, and knowing that that your command staff is there for you if you're in need. Um, it, it goes a long way. Yeah. Um, you know, I can go all the way back to, to 2019 when we lost, uh, deputy Carlos, mm-hmm. um, you know, within, I would say within hours because of, you know, his networking, um, he had, uh, family assistance officers to help, help me with the family. Um, oh, so folks that don't know who you're talking about, who are you talking about on your, the officer? So, uh, July 2nd, 2019, we lost Deputy uh, Carlos Ramirez, um, who was conducting a traffic stop on the side of Interstate 10 and, and was struck by, yeah. by passing motors. Okay. So folks know. And yes, that was an amazing situation. Yes, sir. Yeah. You know, so it, you know, with, within hours, you know, he had a lot of, uh, of support on hand. And it, it wasn't just that day or the following day. Um, they were there and available until we just didn't need them anymore. Yeah. Um, but as a whole, as a community, uh, that's a passion of his. Uh, it's a passion of ours. Um, all of our officers have been uh, through crisis intervention training. It's a 40-hour course. Uh, and starting at the end of January, uh, we're starting our uh, mental health officer training. So, by the end of this year, our goal is for all of our, all the boots on the ground, including detention, uh, will be certified mental health officers um, that will, in turn, help our designated mental health unit. Oh, great. Um, yeah. So. Well, that's good news. I mean, that's what that's what people are interested in is what are we doing for our officers before just one of those things get tough and that's the way it is. But now it's. A little different than that, which is really fantastic, actually. So I'm just excited that our officers and our city is getting behind it here. Yes, sir. And that's what makes a big difference. And obviously, you're a big part of that. And so what do you want people to know about the officers? What do you want them to know about an officer? I mean, what what is something that's like, this is who we are? You know, I, I, you know your podcast is the way to the badge. Yeah. Um, you know, and it, it, though times do get hard. Um, you know, I had a, a retired Lieutenant Colonel tell me it, uh, one time and it really just resonated and stuck with me that we should always strive to be good at everything, but great at something. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I, I feel that, that us as first responders or law enforcement, you know, we strive to be good at everything, but that one great thing is carrying the weight of the badge with love and compassion and that's good, you know, for the yeah. community. Um, when you're real people, I think that's one yeah. thing that people don't realize, you know, if you pass you in a, in the grocery store, you wouldn't even know that you were a police officer, but you know, behind that heart of yours is so big and that you're right. You're here just to help people. But when you put on the badge and you get ready to go to work, you've got a different, there's a whole different persona. Well, and as a school resource officer, that that's one of the biggest most important things that, that that we do is get in the school. It's not to write citations to to juveniles or or anything like that. It's to to bridge that gap between youth and law enforcement. Yeah. Um, 
you know, so if you expand that to the community, our, our job in community policing is to, to bridge the gap between law enforcement and the community and, and you know, let them know we are people. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we shop at the same grocery store. We put our boots on the same way. Um, we have a loving family, you know, you know, just try to let them know we're, we're people too. Yeah, for sure. Well, you do a good job of that. And uh, what do you think about Hope for Heroes in this community? Since this is a Hope for Heroes way to the badge, you've always been a big supporter of Hope for Heroes when we started this a little over a year ago, year and a half maybe. And I just want to tell you, I appreciate your support in a big way. You know, it, it's been amazing to watch what you've done with this program in a short amount of time. Uh, you, you saw a need and, and put both feet in and hit the ground running. I've had to tell you several times, hey, pull back the reins, slow down a little bit. Um, you know, but just like we're, we're blessed to serve Kendall County, um, it's even more special to be the city of hope, the yes. county of hope. Um, you know, so I, I've been blessed to be a part of, of some of the greetings and, and the celebrations of those that you bring in. And that that's the, I'm trying to think how to word it, Brad, it, it it's fun. It's emotional. It, it, it's to let them know that, you know, Hey, we're here. We love you. Um, you know, cause we're, we're blessed in so many ways that we're not seeing the things that some of the other communities yeah. are, are seeing and enduring. And, um, you know, so just to be able to be a part of that, it, it's been amazing. And, and I, I can't wait to see, uh, where this goes and, and what you, what you do and God, what God provides. Yeah, well, for it's you. all God. And, but your support, that's what's been so much in your wisdom. And yeah, you told me to, you know, to slow it down a little bit. Or I, I love your wisdom when I come and talk to you. You, <laughs> you always seem to have time for me. You know, that's a always. big thing. Yes, sir. <laughs> so, well, Kevin, I want to tell you, thank you so much for joining me today. And well, what a blessing you are and just continue to do what you're doing. And thank you for being the leader that you are and how you would you bless so many people, the officers and me and this community, of course. And so I just want to say thank you. And uh, you're an awesome, not only an awesome man of God, but you're an awesome officer too. So we thank thank you you, for having me. God bless y'all. You bet. Thank you folks for joining me today on Hope for Heroes, the Weight of the Badge podcast. I do it for us. And I do it for them. And I ain't gonna buckle under the weight of the badge. Hey folks. Wow. I hope you enjoyed that. It's amazing what these men and women do as they carry the weight of the badge. And we sometimes forget how incredible they are, but they're called to do what they do. So you know what? When you see one, give them a wave, give them a smile. Things are tough out there for all of us sometimes. So take some time for yourself. Spend a little time in church and with your family. And uh, thank you for joining us today on Hope for Heroes, Texas. It doesn't weigh a lot until you put it on. And the weight of it is staggering When duty calls each time He knows he's got an answer And it's all